out here in the perimeter, there are no stars. Out here, we is stoned, immaculate. Nice. That's all I say. Nice, Jim. This is David Eastall. This is the C86 show. Always, this is the point where I often say, always bring you the finest in indie pop. But this week, it's a special because I spoke... And this was an interview I did a few years ago with the guitarist Steve Howe, who was uh, doing some solo dates around the place. I think this was probably two or three years ago. Um, so I've got that interview that I thought, well, I should archive just, just in case anybody was remotely interested. So to do that, I think what we'll do to get the party rolling is to play one of Steve's tracks and then the interview. This is going to be Mood for a Day from the album Fragile. And that's Steve Howe with a track titled Mood for a Day. And that's from the Yes album Fragile. This is David Eastall. This is the C86 show. This is a special because this is an interview I did with Steve a few years ago when he was doing some solo dates. This is it. Unedited. 
but all the same quality chat. I don't know. I enjoyed it. And it was amazing to have an opportunity to uh, interview Steve. This is it. Steve, take it away. So do you want to just start off by just saying what you've got coming up this autumn? Because you've got your solo tour, haven't you? Or you've got a tour coming up? Well, yeah. I mean, um, right now we're just uh, doing some rehearsing. And on Friday we we start doing the the first of uh, about 10 shows with the Steve Howe Trio. And that's Dylan Howe on drums and uh, Ross Stanley on keyboards. Uh, he does the organ, actually, and he does the sort of... It's an organ trio, sure. basically, and he does the sort of bass part himself as well, which is quite amazing. So, yeah, we haven't been out for a couple of years. We our First, our album came out, it's called The Haunted Melody, and uh, then a little bit later we did a live album, but traveling. But, um, you know, with Yes and, and then Asia, which I left uh, earlier this year, basically I've been too busy to really get on with this. But this year I made a commitment. You know, I did a solo guitar tour, in June, and then this one in September with the trio, and I'm sure. really looking forward to it. And what is what will you be playing on this particular show? Because obviously you just mentioned two bands that a lot of people have come across, which is um, Yes and Asia. Yeah. So will you be playing music from that, or your just your solo career? Well, we do we do twist around a few Yes titles, which we quite like doing. Um, we we either just draw parts from them. And so we don't do a full representation. You know, obviously, we don't do vocals, basically. No. Although, um, I must say, you know, I love singing. But basically, in the trio, we, we adapt uh, music from a few sources, my, my, some of my solo writing, and then from Yes, and also from some great uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Smith and Kenny Burrell material that was kind of inspiring to, for us to start the tour. Sure. So, yeah, we touch on Yes. We, we, you know, we've done this before, and we, we usually seem to find a way of uh, pulling... pulling uh, a few pieces out. That's, yeah, because I noticed um, a few years ago, Joni Mitchell was going and re-recording or, yes, doing some of her early stuff once again, but with different sort of orchestras and different formats and a different That's style. Right. And she, so she was revisiting and and she said that the music that she'd recorded when she was on, and sort of wrote when she was much younger, uh, it was still relevant, but it was kind of different now that she's in her probably 60s. Do you find the same process, emotional journey, when you go back and revisit some of those Yes, songs, and you you do them again, but in a different style. Well, I mean, the, there's two sides to that, really, because yes, are out playing, and when we come here in May and play and play next year at the Albert Hall and other shows around the UK, we'll actually be uh, sort of transporting people back to three albums from Yes, the the the, uh, the Yes album close to the edge and going for the one and we play them exactly like the records i mean that's our goal you know is is just you know to keep them as close to the record there's a little bit of changes that we've made over the years but basically in the most part the idea is that but totally oppositely when when i look at the trio when we look at yes material there we purposely don't attempt that because we you know it's not the lineup it's not the personnel but it's also not the it's not the approach so we just take parts of the yes music and uh, usually the instrumental part and then we kind of, you know, we invent things on there and we improvise on, on those ideas. So the ideas are very, very different, but it's very funny that you should mention Joni Mitchell because we may be actually playing one of her songs oh, right. in the trio because um, Dylan and I and, and Ross, we, you know, we really love her music and she's, you know, strangely become so relevant again and her music, like she said, yeah. you know, it stood the test of time. That's the same with Yes's music, it stood the test of time uh, and that music, when you do go back, there's two choices, you either do it exactly like the record or you reinvent it. 
and uh, providing you do one of those things well, yes. I don't think a middle road's very good. You know, when we, you know, so if you can get that right, it's a nice balance. Yeah, absolutely. Which which is the Joni Mitchell song that you'll be covering? Well, I mean, it's not confirmed, but we're going to be rehearsing the, a tune called uh, Conversations from uh, from Ladies of the Canyon. Oh, fantastic! So, yeah, but be- I mean, it may not work out, but I hope it does. Yeah. It most probably will. We'll give it a flow anyway. Give, give it a try. Give it a go. But I mean, because you must find that a lot of your fans that that have been with Yes, probably from the beginning, that that music must be so important to them that it must kind of unleash so much emotional kind of, I don't know, sort of avenues for them. So when you play, you know, those classic kind of riffs and stuff, you must see members of the audience kind of almost having sort of regression therapy. Because well, it, we do, we, as I said, we, we'll be doing that in a big way, you know, by doing exactly the albums. Uh, and what we find in the trio is they like the fact that we that we use that material, but, but obviously not in the same way. So yes. there is, a, there is a, a relevance to both ideas. Absolutely. Do you feel, you know, when you do your trio and you, and you sort of go into sort of much smaller venues, do you feel it's a much easier gig, as in not just the gig itself, but the whole sort of event, because, you know, the process, because you don't have to deal with so many people and so much kind of baggage, both kind of physical and emotional, that you, it's a much lighter event, you know, your, your sort of tour this autumn? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a little bit of each, really, because, you know, when you play a big venue and you've got the band and the lights and the, the projection and everything, you're kind of like you're, you're part of the jigsaw of the show. And obviously in the trio, I'm, I'm you know, very much a part of the of the of the show well i am in, in yes also but basically there's a different sort of response to that um i've never really been able to make up my mind whether you know one is easier or one is harder i mean right. they ba- basically i prepare from for them exactly the same way there's actually no difference you know a small venue with 100 people and the trio or uh you know 4,000 people somewhere for yes um i still prepare the same i still put the same time aside and, and get ready and I go on um, with the tent. Of course, the, sh- the set's a bit short. You know, Yes and Notorious were playing for hours and hours, which uh, which is part of, part of the appeal, I guess, you know, that we overstretch a little bit sometimes. But basically, um, you know, you've still got to get there uh, on the guitar. You've still got to be uh, comfortable with, with the role you're playing. Um, but I don't really... Did, differentiate much between the shows because because like in june when i was doing my solo show i mean it was just me but i still did the same things and that's a routine that some musicians get into that that we like you know it's a kind of routine of approach that everything's as valid as everything else so you you, you can't prioritize and say oh because it's a london show oh i've got to get much more ready oh i've got to be no it doesn't matter whether it's wolverhampton or woolwich you know or, or london it, it just doesn't matter you you're going on in front of people and you've got to play yeah, absolutely. Because one thing that I do love, and and obviously on BBC Four on a Friday night, they always have, you know, kind of seems to have got into a pattern of doing rock shows and rock documentaries and sort of, you know, looking at certain bands who I just think have got this fantastic story like Fleetwood Mac or the Eagles. And when I look at Yes, you, you've got one hell of a history, haven't you? I mean, looking at the different, you know, the, A, the time span, but all the different personnels and people have come and people gone. And it's still surviving in 2013, coming 14, because obviously looking at your website and what you were saying you're still doing things you're still touring you're still making music and you're and you're doing a cruise what a cruise ship experience as well aren't you right we did one this year we're doing a bigger same company but a bigger ship they have i mean basically the yes thing is a kind of phenomenon that like you say that you know it's partly what what is around the creation of a band that 
that has a history that keeps playing or, or, or is remembered so well, like the band. You know, those documentaries are pretty interesting stuff. So, um, you know, we, we, we don't revel in it. We just kind of enjoy the fact that it's part of our history and we're very proud of that, as I am with all, you know, proud of all the members who contributed to Yes over the years. But it just so happens Chris Allen and I forged ahead at 2008 when it looked pretty disastrous for Yes, really. We could have been wiped off the map. But instead, Chris Allen and I kind of pulled out and said, well, like, okay, we've just waited three years to tour, and now we're... Now we've really got to find a way of doing this. Yes, so you know, over the years we've we've developed uh, the lineup up to the point where Jeff Downs has joined on keyboards, and, and this new singer uh, a year and a half ago joined called John Davison from California, and he doesn't, you know. These guys are not trying to be the other person. You know, no, they're not absolutely. presenting their, their John or Rick or anything. Basically, what they're doing is finding their feet within a group to to contribute and perform these songs that they themselves love very much. So it's a it's a well rounded, uh, reasonably justifiable existence that that we team up with um, people who want to do exactly what we want to do and um, go out and tour the world. So, like you say, the cruise is another thing. When casinos came on the market, maybe fifteen years ago. Not many bands did casinos. Now all bands do casinos in America. Right? Oh, you're talking about Las Vegas. Yeah, but not just Las Vegas, but everywhere in America have casinos. You know, Philadelphia's got three or four. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, um, uh, uh, there's, you know, Atlantic City. That's almost as big as Vegas. So it became a market much like cruises are building, and more people are doing cruises than, than yes. before. So basically, there are these new facets of market. I just done a guitar camp where people came and uh, at a resort in New York State, where you know I did a performance, I did some workshops. They they kind of interacted a bit. We, we you know so basically, there's different kind of things you can do that 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 that, that uh, you know are, spread your wings in, in the music business, and so you're not just reliant on the. Uh, you know, all the same facets. You've got new facets to work with. Yeah, absolutely. Because I sort of I came across yes when I was quite young, and and I'm in my late forties. My brother, who's older, is in his mid fifties, and he so he was there. You know, he was the absolutely archetypal prog rock fan. He loved not just all the bands, but all the solo albums of them as well. So I sort of became quite, you know, I've got a fantastic knowledge of Yes and uh, right. and Genesis and Wishbone Ash and Barclay James and Focus, etc. And obviously, being a bit younger, I then sort of, you know, progressed a little bit more and sort of explored into the world of punk and indie. I mean, did you ever sort of pick up on those other musical genres that sort of happened during the 70s? Well, I mean, my life's been full of different musical genres, you know, because my musical taste is, is incredibly broad. Um, but obviously, when when punk first started, or that kind of uh, late seventies era, you know, we, we didn't really take much notice. I mean, you couldn't really ignore it, but you know, we obviously didn't get immersive. And yet, drama, the album we did with Trevor Horn and Jeff Downs at the end of the seventies, actually in the nineteen eighty, was actually the heaviest and kind of raunchiest album that that Yes had made for a very long time. But years later, when uh, I guess you know my career with the 80s lots of different bands coming and going the 90s get back with yes and doing solo work as well basically you know when the libertines came out and then um you know the the offsprings yeah. of that band in, in particular um became you know pete doherty and all that i mean it, there was something going on there that i really liked and that was just the vibrant youthful uh approach to to being you know in rock and roll being you know rock and roll band so, you know, there are certain kinds of bands like that that, that I just kind of needed, you sure. know, and I got into those uh, baby shambles and things like that just because they were raw, they were very edgy, it was very rock and roll, and, um, you know, 
but on the other hand, the reason it was like that was they were kind of messing themselves uh, up for quite a bit, and, and and I only hope that they don't do that to, to the extent <laughs> that it appeared, you know, as that kind of era slightly faded out. And, yeah. You know, uh, so yeah, I mean, you can't ignore what's going on, and I I have an open mind to a lot of it. Obviously, there's there's parameters where I, I don't go much, you know, like dance music gets a bit drives me a bit crazy, but you know, and there's a whole genre of rap and and things that that just doesn't really register with me. But I appreciate that it does with other people, and uh, you know, if you're a certain age, if you're more like below the forty belt, then then you most probably really relate to that kind of music. So it has relevance but for me you know i was listening to you know post uh, charlie christian guitarist i was listening to classical music i was listening to flamenco and yeah, folk, yeah. rock uh, and the whole sort of jamboree of different styles so i've always been open to to, to great music in, yes. in any field well look steve thank you ever thank so much for this interview and i hopefully will come and um, come along to the gig yeah take okay. care steve bye, bye. David. And that was me in conversation with Steve Howe a few years ago. I'm guessing 2017, but who knows? I should check that. Thank you for listening. This has been David Eastall, The C86 Show. If you want to contact me, you can on Facebook, Twitter, even Instagram. Check me out with my social media platforms. Uh, that's C86 Show. And um, as I always say, keep it positive and groovy. Otherwise, just don't bother. You should have turned off a long time ago. And um, yes, and also these shows have been archived, so you can find them on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Mixcloud. Just go to C86 Show, which is normally indie pop from the 80s, but sometimes I have delved into other decades and much, much more. But anyway, I'm going to leave you with another track. This is also taken from the Yes album, Fragile, which I loved then and I still do. This is going to be Roundabout. Have a great week.
Mountains come out of the sky They stand there 